0: This is Frank Pelican.
1: And tonight we have with us our longtime friend and returning guest of the podcast, Mike Blutsoe.
0: Hi, everybody.
1: Mike was on episodes last year now. It's been, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been since last November, uh, where we were here to watch uh, The Goonies for the first time. Um, that was a good episode. Uh, I enjoyed is, it. And this is also our 50th show tonight.
2: Which is crazy.
1: Yeah, because I didn't know if we'd get past... 10 um <laughs> so all we need is another 1500 subscribers and we're into that like blue apron and blue true money um
2: get the so, word out <laughs>
1: right I, I want the blue true money um <laughs> so tonight we're uh to continue uh, all of our uh, horror stuff related to the month of october Last week we did the top five psychological horror movies, uh, which seems to have um, gained a little bit of traction there. And tonight we're going to do a first watch with Mike. Uh, It's going to be the first time he watches John Carpenter's 1978 movie, Halloween.
0: Crazy. Why are you shaking your head? (laughs) It's insane.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Frank's really perturbed by the idea that he's not seen this movie. I,
2: I think this bothers me more than Goonies, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like you had a limited window of childhood where it was appropriate, but here you've had your whole life. So are you suggesting that I
0: should have seen this? I think so, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool that we Do you think I should have sought this out and watched it? No, I just, it's so, like,
2: omnipresent at this time of year. Like, at some point, this has been on television in your life when you could have, like, seen it. I don't know.
1: Have you so here's here's the things I want to know. First, have you seen any bit of this movie?
0: I have seen Jamie Lee Curtis walk out of a house and look down a street, and I think that the theme might have been playing okay. when she did that. That's the only memory I have of this movie. Okay. I've seen Mike Myers. Is it is it Michael Myers? Michael Myers. Yeah. So I've seen <laughs> <Right>. I've seen <laughs> Mike Myers. <laughs> it was an <in> Austin Powers. <laughs> Um, I've so, seen Michael Myers. I'm aware, aware of the character. Right. So I don't so, know anything so about about think. him.
1: This is such a well-known movie, and has like so many tropes that come from it. Right. And like has like a lot of cultural relevance. So how this? <laughs> what do you know about Halloween?
0: Yeah. This. Well, this might be a, one of those instances where I see the I see the original and realize that something else was actually a spoof of this. Mm. But I wasn't aware that it was spoofing this mm. when I, you know, at the time. Right. But So you've seen none of the sequels or anything? No. Uh uh-uh. So I'm sorry. Was the the question was ha-
1: Like what, what 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 do you know in terms of like the culture of this like? So okay. you mentioned the, the theme song. So you know the
0: theme. I know the theme Okay, so I know the theme if you asked me to perform the theme right now, probably the wrong song would come out. <laughs> perform the theme right now. <laughs> you know what? You know, the first thing that comes to mind is I know it's wrong. It, it goes, um, <laughs> you have to tell me what which one, which one it is. It goes, it's Unsolved Mysteries. That's what comes to mind. The,
2: do, 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 do.
0: That's not actually right. But how does it go, Frank? i can't do it i don't know the halloween song yeah okay but you know you know it when you hear it right because sure. um, it's
2: all very like high like piano notes and stuff so yeah
0: which and john carpenter wrote
2: that he did theme
1: yeah he writes uh yeah he writes for most of his movies
2: he's pretty him and him and argento are like the two prolific and david lynch of all people like early on yeah like
0: prolific like theme people that score their own movies so, I really don't know very much about this movie. I don't know. Is Michael Myers in this movie? Yes. Okay. Right. The reason I ask is because of the whole Jason Friday right. the 13th thing. I've never seen that one either.
2: <laughs> the first Friday the 13th? Uh, any of them. I would argue that you're not missing much there. I mean, I like, I, I, I like some of those movies, but they're not great movies. But, like, this is, like, legitimately a good having movie.
1: Having to re-watch them on the B
2: movies. Yeah, stuff, I know. You movies? were suffering through that. Oh, them. my God. It's I only made him watch two. And only because I watched three, because I was going to put it on the list. I was like, "Oh, I can't talk. I can't say good things about this movie." So bad. Although five is
0: good, or four,
1: right? And that didn't make a list,
0: right? Well, there so many better things that month? Right. Uh, so I don't really know very much about it. I know that Jamie Lee Curtis is a babysitter. Uh-huh, right? right. That Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. <laughs> I know that Michael Myers has the the face. Michael Myers' face is actually a uh, Reagan. No, who is it? It's somebody famous.
1: William Shatner.
0: Shatner, yes. Uh, it's a, it's a
1: Captain Kirk mask. Yeah,
0: um, that's some good knowledge. I don't know. he's, he's got the outfit kind of makes him look like a mechanic or right. something. Um, that's about all I know. He he he, I I know that he's not a. He's like, like a slow pursuit kind of, uh, right? Ter- you know, like more of a psychological terror than a, you know, gore fest. But I'm not sure about that. At least that's my impression of it. I mean, I think that's fair.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, my, it's yeah. It's, there's kills, but at the same time, like, he's not, like, running people down or anything like
2: that. Right. So we'll, um, yeah, because, like, like, Jason runs. Like, Jason will run after you. But okay. Michael Myers he ain't he ain't got that kind of that kind of energy. He's going to so, get you eventually.
0: Do you think was was Jason a reaction to this movie in
2: any way? So there's a lot of movies that came before this to kind of lead to this point, but this is like the beginning of the glut of serial killer slasher horror movies. Like this this is the template that pretty much everything else pulls from. I mean, this movie so this was independently financed by him and it made like I don't know, something ridiculous, like, in 78 money, like, $70 million or something in its theatrical release, which was, like, crazy. It was, like, one of the most profitable independent films for, like, for a long... Like, I think until, like, around Blair Witch, really. Like, one of those movies that just was, like, the high watermark. Um, and afterwards, like, when we do, like, the general discussion after, like, we'll talk about, like, some of the stuff that came before. It. But, like, this is, like, the first, like, real... Teens in Peril slasher movie that like starts that whole run through the 70s and 80s. Now
1: you've seen Scream, right?
2: Yes. Where?
0: Yep. One and two. One. That's all you need. <laughs> Is there a three? You don't, there's you, four. There's four of them, yeah. I'm surprised there hasn't been five. 4 for the
1: first time like um, two months ago. Uh, it was really bad. Yeah. Worse than I would imagine. imagined. Yeah, <laughs> pretty bad. Is Craven is Craven
2: involved bad. in four?
1: Yeah, I think he is. Is he? I'm pretty sure. I'm producing at least. I don't know. If that <clears throat> he might be directed. I don't
2: know. You got that red violin money?
1: Yeah. Okay, so that's that's you at least have you you have pretty firm cultural knowledge then of Halloween. Like, I think that's what most people would probably have. Like, have you had opportunities to watch this before?
0: Um, well. I mean, I've never. No you know, no Halloween? one's ever. No one's ever. You know, no one. No one's ever asked me. Do you want to watch Halloween? <laughs> if that's what you mean, it's never been offered to me. <laughs> uh, I've. Yeah, it's. But- it's been on TV around how around Halloween. It's been on TV, but it's edited. I don't. And and it, it would have been on some cable or network station showing commercials and I just, I don't generally watch movies that way so I wouldn't the, the stop and watch really,
2: it The thing that really like the the whatever like the past years but like the thing that really surprises me is as much as you were ever like Chuck's house yeah around like the late 90s and stuff that this yeah. was just never on at some point
0: Yeah that's true cuz I, I know, know that
2: I've watched this movie with Zeke at least like like two or three times in its entirety In a row Well that's also possible but <laughs> I mean, at least, like, this in Hotel New Hampshire. <laughs> what is that movie? It's a, I don't know what you call it, like a comedy from the late 70s, I guess, is Hotel New Hampshire?
1: Yeah. I'm getting confused, though, even though it's nothing similar to uh, Welcome to Mooseport.
2: Yes, it's dissimilar.
1: Yes. Right. But that's why, that's the first movie I thought of when you said that, but I forgot about it. Matthew all right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: I don't really remember so, Hotel New Hampshire, but it was one of those things where Zeke rented it, and I don't think he took it back on time, <laughs> and so it was just there, and we just watched. Oh, you know what? No, it wasn't. It was Chuck had the
0: laserdisc, and Zeke would just always put it on. I'm I'm looking at the screen right now, and I see there's a, a little preview for Reanimator, which I did watch at Chuck's house. Mm. Uh, I think I. Th- I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. See,
1: that's that's real. That's even odder to me. Like the fact that you've seen Reanimator, but not Halloween.
0: But but I never had the conversation with Chuck where I said, "I've never seen Halloween," <laughs> or else he probably would have right. forced it on me. Right. or Zeke would have. Right. Right. Uh yeah. But Reanimator, I'd never even heard of. So they were happy to show me Reanimator and Threads. Threads is a good movie. Threads is amazing. <laughs> depressing but Threads is probably on my top
2: five um, apocalyptic slash post-apocalyptic yeah movies list either Threads or Boy and His Dog I don't know
1: I like how that came naturally and it actually shows everybody that you Jews just have these lists like in your hand like stored
2: there
0: <laughs> right I th- I mean so, when I'm watching but, movies I think like Come on, where does this rank <laughs> but you know I haven't seen most of the 80s slasher movies In fact, I think it'd be hard for you to name one that I have seen.
2: None of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies?
0: I've seen little, I've probably seen little fragments of Friday the 13th movies.
2: That's another one that's surprising. So, you didn't have that time period where, I mean, I guess you guys live in Elkton, so it was different. So, when I was growing up.
1: (laughs) That sounds so judgmental.
2: I'm excited to hear how it was different. (laughs) We didn't have Cable. in Northeast for, <laughs> I swear to God, for like a decade. When did you get cable? Uh, 93, maybe.
0: Okay, that's pretty late.
2: So the only thing you could watch was we had Channel 54, <laughs> Channel 45, 2, 13, and 11. That was it. And 22, like Maryland Public Television.
0: Dude, you were getting cable when I was getting on the internet.
2: Right. Well, I, same here. So we had Channel 54 every Saturday showed a horror <laughs> Double feature of like edited horror movies. So, I mean, Friday the 13th was on like at least like two or like something in that series, like two or three times a month on a Saturday. So it would be almost hard to avoid it. Yeah. I mean, I've seen edited Halloween like at least a few times in my childhood. This is actually Halloween is the first horror movie I ever saw. And it was because I was being babysat. When I lived in Baltimore, we had cable because that was a real, you know, city. And my babysitter watched Halloween with me when I was like four years old. So, this is one of my earliest memories of being scared. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and while being babysat, which makes it even worse. Right. Like in hindsight.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, somehow my somehow my sister really got into the Lost Boys. It's a good movie. Which, yeah, I mean, I I, I like that movie, and you can imagine why. Uh, um, because you want to you be know, for Sutherland. Well, I don't know. Everybody wanted to be keeper, Southern Man. (laughs) But we watched that a lot. We had it on tape, and but we didn't. Well, we didn't watch. I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies or anything. So, or I wasn't allowed to watch R-rated movies. Yeah. So, really, it's it. It goes beyond just horror movies, but really any R-rated movies, especially violent. R-rated movies I probably haven't seen from the 80s. Yeah.
1: Consequently, does violence bother you more, do you think, or less because of that?
0: Well, I don't know if it bothers me more or less, but it definitely bothers me, I think, more than a lot of people.
1: Okay, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I'm completely desensitized to any of it. Yeah. The, the last thing that got me was the western... Mm
2: horror that you've had me. Oh, Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk was the last thing that's actually gotten me. It's the first thing in like five to ten years that's like, caused me to have like a visceral
1: reaction
0: to violence. You know Dude, what's strange? I, oh, go ahead. I watched Karate Kid last night and I find that to be a little disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's true though. It's It's, it's got some, some disturbing themes. Well, it's just, there's, the, so when's the last time you saw Karate Kid? Like
1: ten years ago, maybe. Like three
0: or four years. <laughs> there's, there's way more way more violence than I remembered in that movie. And it's a lot of it is just is just just unjustified bullying and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just Daniel getting the getting the hell beat out of him mm-hmm. by the Cobra Kai. Right.
1: That's how you build a baby face though. Yeah,
2: it right. is how you build
0: a baby <laughs> face. Right.
2: The the older I get the more I'm not at all interested in like senseless violence. Like I don't like gratuitous violence. Yeah. Except in stuff like like, I like the John Wick movies because it's so cartoony that it's almost... Like, sure. even though they're, like, incredibly bloody and violent, like, they're not real. They're more like... Uh, are they more like John Wu style? <clears throat> right. I mean, it probably is, like, the best example of, like, a spiritual successor to John Wu is those movies. Um, But, like, I don't... Like, I can't watch, like, the torture porn stuff unless there's, like, a really good reason why someone's being, like, tortured. Like, otherwise it just... I find it really distasteful.
1: Right, I can't watch that stuff, but it's only because it's just senseless. And I, the violence itself doesn't necessarily bother me. It's just the yeah you know, how how gratuitous it is. Yeah. I know we got an ad for Degrassi: The Next Generation.
2: Have either of you watched Degrassi?
0: <laughs> the original, yeah, or the Next Generation?
2: I don't know. I've only ever seen the Degrassi that was on the one with Drake. I guess so i had no idea that until like the whatever the wheelchair thing until a bunch later but
0: i don't remember that character there was a there was a degrassi i don't know back in the 80s or 90s yeah the 90s i think that used to For come early. on some channel and i would watch yeah i like, think late i've seen at it night. once or twice yeah it used to come on some cable channel around here when frankie was a little like a baby <sighs> that's not the one with drake in it i don't i have no idea oh the drake one, the one the drake one was later All right. Well, you right, had well. the
1: opportunity, I guess, to watch the grass if you wanted to, because you had cable, because you lived in Elkh. <laughs> yeah, you fucking Alkanites. <laughs> so did Armstrong cable like save the town in Northeast? Is this one of So that flying? was
2: the problem: is that Armstrong existed, but Armstrong wasn't big enough to reach out to where we lived in Northeast, and because we were <laughs> still like on that cusp of Rising Sun, because like I guess '95 or whatever, um, whatever Comcast wasn't allowed to come down. So we were in this dead zone forever where you couldn't have cable because of Armstrong's like whatever it is. So
1: they brought the internet and cable at the same time.
2: We got the internet I don't know how the fuck we got the internet somehow. Like we we had some dial yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, you would have had dial up. Um we had a satellite dish for a long time. So I watched a lot of movie movies, but I didn't have like television. Like I didn't get like I couldn't watch I don't know, like USA or anything. Like people would talk about shit that they watched on TV and I just feel like an asshole because they lived in, like in Northeast proper and I was out in the boonies. Watching Cinemax and Friday Night After Dark.
1: Okay, well that clarifies that. I was just wondering. All right, so we're going to go ahead and start this movie. We'll be back in 30, 40 minutes probably. So
2: my... Do you have a breakdown? I, I, I think... This, like, right before she goes to babysit, I think, is where you stop, and we can talk about it, because enough will have happened then. Okay. And then, at that point, we can just go to the end, and then we'll just have the afterwards.
1: Okay. Sounds good. We'll be back shortly. Or, like, in 10 seconds, three. (laughs) Okay, so, so far, we're at the uh, 40-minute mark, almost exactly, and the, uh, J.B.D. Curtis is, like, starting to, like, uh, the babysitting part is reading to the child right now. So... This is pretty much uh, constitutes, I guess, the setup to everything at this point. So, Mike, what do you what do you think? So, is this what you expected, like, of the movie? There's, so far?
0: um, there's more more Michael Myers than I expected. Hmm. So, I thought that he would be lurking in the shadows in the dark. I didn't think that it would be. I didn't think that he would be so. I guess you know. Uh, Brazenly, kind of following them around and appearing during the day—I uh, didn't expect any of that. Uh, you mean as far as like story or plot-wise, yeah, or
1: do you expect more deaths so far, or anything like that? I guess. I, uh, did you expect the up to be forty to fifty minutes of the movie?
0: It didn't feel like forty minutes, honestly. It felt like it went pretty quickly. I think the pacing was really good, in the at least so far. Uh, I didn't expect it to begin with a murder. I think um, I really, I really liked the. So I, I do recall seeing Loomis before. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. The doctor. Yeah, Doctor Loomis. Yeah, so I recognize him. Uh, but I don't recognize any of the scenes or anything, so. um...
1: So characterization-wise, like, <laughs> how do you feel about this so far?
0: Characterization-wise.
1: Yeah. Do you find him sympathetic? Like, do you like do you Myers? The characters like? No, 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 no just the, like the other characters. Okay. Like Laurie. Yeah. Lee, Loomis.
0: Yeah. Uh, I like Laurie. She seems... I mean, she seems pretty sympathetic. I don't... Yeah.
2: Uh, I think... She's basically an old maid at 17 years old. Well, why do you say that? I mean, they, you know... They imply she doesn't know anything about sex, that she... Nobody thinks she has any interest in boys. She's more concerned about going back to get her chemistry book than about talking about going out that
0: night and meeting up with, like, guys. Yeah, I just took... I I guess I just took her to be a little more studious and a little more, uh, I guess, less boy
2: crazy than her friends. They also dress her like kind of a school mom, too. Not that anybody's dressed, like, seductively, but... Yeah. She's just, you know, sweaters, button-up shirts, long
0: dresses. Yeah. So... I really... I found the the scenes that were shot from Meyer's perspective to be really effective in making these people feel like victims. Uh, kind of feeling, I found myself feeling concerned for their welfare through you know, seeing them through his through his eyes, or mm-hmm. uh, from his perspective. Anyway, I found those scenes a lot more effective than than the the various times that she's seen him Mm -hmm. lurking in the bushes or you know Uh,
1: like the voyeuristic aspect of
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: what do you think about the direction of this movie in general like carpenter's
0: direction i like it it. um i like it i liked the i liked the first scene I did not expect it to be a child. Yeah. So that was surprising. It's interesting
2: because the thing that impresses me every time I watch this movie is just how mature it feels from like a directorial standpoint. Mm -hmm. And this is this dude's like third movie. Mm -hmm. What did he do before this? Uh, Dark Star is his first movie. It's a weird sci-fi, I don't know. Men lost in space type thing. Um, really low budget. And then uh, Assault on Precinct 13 was like two years before this. Which is a good, you know, it's it's a good like action. I don't know what you would call that. Crime thriller, basically. Mm-hmm. But um, like he shot this movie for almost no money. My,
0: like $300,000 I think it costs. I think my favorite shot so far is when they're driving up to the hospital and they and they come up to the, the I don't know. Well, they're not inmates. I guess they're patients. Patients, right? They come up to the patients that are out and just out in the field, wandering around.
2: So the thing. So I I agree. I, and the thing I like the most about that scene is like, if you think about other movies from around this time period, like you would have seen like they would have been crazy. Yeah. Like they would have had close ups of them like gibbering and drooling and like somebody like talking like a baby or whatever, just so you knew they were crazy. But it's just like these yeah. like ethereal figures, like yeah. Milling about like in the distance, yeah. I actually made a note of that in my phone. Like when we were watching, like how how like good I think that is. That whole sequence too, like with him escaping and everything, is is really brilliantly
0: done. Yeah. I I, I'm good. I well, I was just I am just the thing that the thing that I that I guess I'm not understanding from a plot perspective is the is the um, the res- the police response or lack of police response so, to Michael Myers in this town driving around in an official vehicle <laughs> The um, this is not a big town I mean it wouldn't be very hard to find a
2: captain. So there's two answers to that and both of them like they kind of allude to the first is that no one believes that Michael Myers is as dangerous as Loomis right thinks he is Yeah, because he committed murders when he was six and it's been 15 years and like they just think he's I mean, like, basically, like, they imply he's just retarded at one point. And the other thing, too, is that Haddonfield is really far away from where he was um, imprisoned. And nobody thinks that he has the capacity to go 100 miles in the span of, like, a night. So nobody's even looking for him there, except for Loomis, who's the only person that knows that he's going to go
0: home. Yeah, and I know they they tried to play that up with the, you know, Loomis talking to his colleague at the hospital right and and showing him in the in the payphone calling the the police department and everything one of the (laughs) increasingly more ridiculous
2: things with with loomis is loomis always thinks that michael myers is like basically the devil Uh and that mutates like in later films into like something more like supernatural but nobody ever believes loomis like loomis is just constantly like run around trying to convince everyone that Michael Myers is this, like, great evil, and people are just like, meh.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched this probably in, like, 10 to 15 years, and it's funny watching it now that I see that, like, Loomis comes in at a 10 on the tension scale, like, immediately, yeah. like, about this whole thing, but actually what it does is it builds up Myers as a credible threat immediately and kind of dispenses with the... The need to see him kill or do anything too horrific early on which allows you to still be fearful of the guy without having to like almost like you know shoot your load too early in terms of um you know like on on camera deaths or anything like that and it allows it to be in the second half of the movie
2: so mike did you know that um rob zombie remade this movie in like 2009 i think yeah i I'm aware of that. So th- th- think about that beginning scene and like, uh, like the first like 15 minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. Rob Zombie. So it's implied that Michael Myers sister is kind of like a loose woman, you know? So she's just like having sex with this dude and he just kind of leaves and Oh, call me maybe, you know, and she's up there like after like the shortest intercourse ever. Cause it seriously is like, what, like a minute and a half and the guy's already got his clothes back on. Um, Rob Zombie does this terrible thing, like, where that scene is really long in the zombie version. And she's made to be, like, the most despicable whore, like, ever. And they really, like, play it up. And the same thing with, like, the him in the mental institution. Like, Carpenter has such, I mean, maybe it was, like, a product of the budget and not being able to do it. But, like, such restraint, like what Chris said. Whereas in, in the Rob Zombie version, like, Michael Myers murders, like, like eight people in the first like 25 minutes of that movie and has like a, like different masks that he wears depending on his mood and stuff, including like a take a poop mask, which is like one of the weirdest, (laughs) (laughs) like weirdest things. Um, But yeah, like I, I, I love the beginning of this movie and I always actually forget that it's in first person, like in the very beginning that always catches me off guard. And I've seen this movie, I don't know, a dozen times maybe in my life.
1: Yeah, but to your point it's it's a very um confident yeah like uh, uh movie. I mean for somebody who not know this was only his third movie, I thought he had been he'd made a bunch more
2: before Mm-mm, this. No. Um and really good use of steady cam, really good use mm-hmm. of tracking shots and to your point like showing things from the killer's perspective that kind of makes you feel that tension without you know, the restraint and not showing a murder, the um, mechanic just implying that he murdered a mechanic to get his jumpsuit. Um, which is funny, that was the one thing you said, like, he dresses like a mechanic, kind of, because, again, in the zombie version, it's this, like, drawn-out scene where he, like, murders this guy who's working at a service station, and it's, like, really graphic and really over-the-top, and it's just, like, what's, what's the need for that? And I don't even dislike the zombie version as much as some people, but it's not a good movie.
1: Yeah, some people's me, yeah.
2: I mean, there's a lot of people that really hate it. Right, it's, I, 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 it's got some really right. good scenes, there, but it,
1: there's a couple scenes that are really good because zombie always has a couple scenes that yeah. are at least really good. But it just I, misses the point. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you're
2: enjoying it so far, though.
1: So, can you guess what's going to like happen in the second half of this movie now, to some degree?
0: Uh, yeah. I, I, so, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not really.
1: I'm not, not right. really trying to guess ahead right, yeah. at
0: all, so yeah. I haven't really given it any thought. Yeah, okay. I'm, I mean, I'd imagine that he continues to pursue Jamie Lee Curtis and maybe tries to murder her or something. You said something yeah. really funny before we um,
2: got back on air. What do you think about the parents in Haddonfield <laughs> and how they treat
0: their children on Halloween? <laughs> I, I this this is the one night. <clears throat> this is well, not the one night, but this is one night of the year where. Parents should be with their kids and should be should be out trick or treating or handing out candy or whatever and these people are like going out to and leaving their kids at home with the babysitter. I don't even understand the logistics right. of how does the babysitter take them trick or treating? No, no, they she said
2: they're going to hang out and watch like 8 hours of horror movies until the parents come ha, Have back. they already
0: been trick or treating are they just going to miss out on trick or treating? Yeah, they just get to go. I mean, it is Halloween, right? It's just like fuck it. We got to go to dinner, <laughs> like you know. You, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's that's really strange to me.
1: Yeah, because it's three three couples, right? There's Annie, the ki- the parents of the kid that Annie's babysitting. These parents that Lori's babysitting, and then the Myers parents in sixty three. Right. Are out to dinner. Yeah, that's true.
2: Because to... <laughs> what else she got to do? You got to go out to dinner. Right. Got to yeah. keep those plans. Nah, it's,
1: it's really bizarre. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, so I don't know if um I don't know if Annie's gonna be victimized, but I, I imagine she will play a role in that since she's so close by.
1: Right. Uh, it's really interesting because like a lot of this stuff, the stuff we grew up like, wide, like looking at like interiors of houses, like this like this shot we're stuck on, like that just ugly brown. Dark orange the sofa. Yes, that sofa. Yeah, it's like exactly the kind of shit that we grew up with.
2: It. Yeah, I mean, we, there's a very distinct look of living rooms from like the 70s and 80s. This actually like could be a scene from a number of movies. Yeah. Just like the com- the curtains, the drapes, the that tall like useless table in the background,
1: with <laughs> <laughs> a gray carpet. It's weird.
2: To hide the scenes, man. <laughs> this
0: is not mauve.
1: Yeah, have something against
0: mauve? Uh, well, I don't have a personal, yeah. you know, I don't have like a personal vendetta against mauve, but I don't want it in my life. <laughs> I don't even know what mauve is. It's that, it's that pinkish, it's that weird pinkish color carpet. Hmm. When I when I so my my house when it was built it must have had mauve carpet in the family room because we pulled out some built-in cabinets when we moved in and underneath was mauve carpet. Mm-hmm. That was the last remnant of it, but I think that and then so that would have been in eighty-eight, so it was a, kind of a mid mid late eighties thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm looking at pictures of mauve carpet right now. Was I was I somewhere?
2: As little as you ever believe it, you know, I don't know what I'm looking at, but. uh, Was I somewhat accurate with the. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a color, pale. Color description. A pale color. It, it looks more tan to me, but. Okay. The internet describes it as like a pale purple. Okay, yeah. All
0: right.
1: Okay, so let's go ahead and we're just going to go to the end of this movie, I think, at this point, and then come back. So we'll be back shortly. Okay, so we're the movie now. What did you think overall?
0: Uh, I liked this. I liked the first half better. Yeah, I enjoyed it overall. There was more killing than I expected. Mm. Uh, I I guess in my in my in my mind, my expectation of it was, and I I mentioned this in the beginning. My expectation of it was just that he was going to be slowly following people. <laughs> But that it would never result in any real violence. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've, I've ne- obviously I've never seen the. I've only seen the 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 parts where, or, you know, seen uh, parodies of the, of the parts where he's just following people, right. and not necessarily the killing. Did you expect it to be bloodier than it was? Well, no, because I didn't expect to see, I didn't expect to see very much blood. Mm-hmm. Well, you
2: don't see any really. There's no real like actual violence in this movie. Well, there's violence.
0: There's no, there's like, not gore penetration. Yeah. Yeah. It's not gory at all. I, I, and I should have known when you answered, when you asked me earlier about what my, where I thought the, the plot was going. I should have realized at that time that, that Jamie Lee Curtis was the, the virtuous one that was going to survive based only on the rules from scream. Right. And I guess I started, as I started to see the, the, um, <laughs> the other girls who were, uh, you know, not as innocent as her <laughs> be taken out. I started to realize what was happening. And uh, I think the, I understand now the the whole the whole thing about not being able to kill Michael Myers and and I've and I've probably I've probably seen a number of different parodies where some killer is is thwarted and then he comes back to life and then killed again and then comes back to life and so this is the first movie to do that. Like well, this yeah, looks, that's what I'm saying. Is that is that I've kind of understand like where uh, it comes from? Understand? I mean, I've you know, like understood the concept before, <laughs> and that it was making fun of slasher movies, but I didn't have the the you know the actual reference point right. to compare it to. I think this is the first
2: slasher movie where it's implied that the killer is like somehow like a supernatural entity Mm -hmm. or like impervious to death as opposed
0: to just like some crazy dude. So how much, how much rational thought is left in Michael Myers? He does things like he disguises himself when he comes back up the stairs to, to kill the blonde girl. I think he
2: thinks it's funny. Kind of. You like think? You just think inter- he thinks it's funny? Yeah, it's like
0: entertaining to him to do that. But he was so he. But he was doing it to trick her into letting her guard down, right? For him, so that was a premeditated. I was that was that was a a, a tactical <laughs> yes <laughs> a move that, right to, <laughs> so how I mean. You know, Loomis says there's no reason, there's no, there's no human. Oh, but I mean, it's he, just an that, evil that's, force. That's
1: obviously bullshit, though, because he, uh, it, it implies that he cuts the power and the phone lines, like he, yeah, like it seems like he knows how to drive when he shouldn't. Right. He yeah. knows how like electricity to houses works. Like yeah. to shut down that like So he knows a bunch of things that it seemingly shouldn't know. So there's still some kind of. He doesn't... Logic there. He
2: doesn't cut the power to that house. They just never turn on the lights.
0: Just the... Because the 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 telephone, The telephone. Right.
1: Yeah, okay. Isn't there there a place, a scene where somebody's trying to turn on lights and the lights don't No, they just
0: never
2: bother. Because when they try and turn on lights, they work. Like when she's in the closet and he's breaking in, he turns the light on on her and then he like turns it off and he tries to turn it back on but fails. I mean, I guess maybe people just don't get lights and how they work. In the Halloween universe
1: Yeah I think I had seen Friday the 13th Before this Probably so like the The ending wasn't as shocking to me when I saw it. The idea that he Is still alive didn't Really surprise me necessarily Um At all I was kind of used to that Fact by this point Although I always Think that's the last scene Like that's the very last thing you see Is like Loomis looking down seeing that he's gone and then the shot of Loomis like kind of like looking up like you know in the air like thinking kind of I forget that there's those or I have forgotten that there's those shots of the house like the different rooms of the house again which I actually think is extremely effective because it's recontextualizing the different rooms that you've seen in that house now. And just by doing these just kind of, like, still shots of those rooms, it's kind of reminding you of, like, how tainted all those places are now because of this violence. And I thought, and I've seen somebody else do that, maybe for some reason Lynch is coming to mind, um, of doing something like that. But it's like, somebody's done that before and I've seen and I think it's really effective.
2: It's um, also, um... The uncertainty of where he is or where he could be, because like, he sure. has got the breathing over those yeah. scenes. That's what I'm
1: saying is there. Something something's wrong now with yeah. all those places. They're not safe anymore.
0: So, it it sets up in the beginning that he's a normal kid. Prior, I mean, well, I don't. It doesn't necessarily come out and say that, but. It seems like he's a normal kid. He's only six. Before the... Before the first murder.
1: Yeah, you don't get... The the sister by... Yeah, it's, it's very subtle, but it's like... The, the idea that the sister sits there and says... Oh, Michael's around here somewhere. Like, it just seems like he's... Yeah, he's a normal kid. There's nothing weird you know, necessarily about the way the sister acts when she mentions him. And the parents Yeah, she
0: doesn't seem afraid or... Yeah right but again he's a Mm six-year-old okay so the the question is though is what what happened was he i mean maybe he got mad because
2: he didn't get to go trick-or-treating he had that clown costume all picked out and then she's upstairs like you know effing some dude and
0: but this wasn't he he wasn't so was he always this this supernatural malevolent i mean i think I think the implication, like from Loomis, is that he was
2: always evil. You don't know that he's supernatural or not, except he can withstand and like get up from like huge amounts of seemingly fatal injury. That, right. so that's another problem with the zombie version is that it gives way too much backstory and like build up to why he is how he is. Mm-hmm.
1: And, the, and the Halloween movies themselves, by number five, right, attempts to do that
2: what's that there's been 11 Halloween movies
1: no I'm, fuck man, I'm talking about like those original like 5 or 6 like the curse of Michael Myers all that kind of stuff like don't they get into
2: they change them to the spirit of Halloween or the spirit of Samhain right. or something right yeah that's like the 4th or 5th one established. it's like almost
1: that. like Michael Myers has been like that human was somehow like almost like possessed he, by yeah. the spirit of he's Sam the Sam vessel yeah.
2: for it or whatever I don't know so the idea later that they Later, they put forward the idea that he was possessed. Carpenter was just trying to make, like, a haunted house movie, basically. Or, like, a boogeyman movie. Right. Where you don't have any real clear resolution at the end. You know, like, to Chris's point that, like, things are... People are changed and he's done all this stuff and then he's just gone. Like, he's just an urban legend.
1: And, I mean, number two just kind of repeats a lot of this in just a different setting. Um, that's The Hospital, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, Just repeats this in a lot of ways. And then number three has nothing to do with Michael Myers whatsoever. Oh. And actually, I think it's a pretty good movie, like, considering. Um, you like that, right, Brent? Which one? Season of the Witch?
2: I do like Season of the Witch. I mean, it's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah,
1: it's, a, it's a decent horror movie. Um, and then they come back to Michael Myers again, and then they, like, make up all this shit of, like, why he's...
2: Yeah, people get real angry about um Season of the Witch. But Carpenter's idea originally anyway was to make like movies that were just about Halloween. It's the same idea as Friday the thirteenth, that they weren't supposed to be a series about Jason Voorhees. They were supposed to be a almost like a Twilight Zone esque like horror serial yeah. of
0: things happening on Friday the thirteenth. So you said that this was you said this was the beginning of the Slasher Genre, it's the beginning of like the modern slasher. Genre. I mean, there's like dozens
2: of films that came before this that are kind of, I don't know, like a serial killer or stalker type thing, like all the way back into like the early 60s, late mid 50s, maybe even. But were they American? No, it's films? American, Italian, some Spanish stuff, British. There's a lot of, like Hammer before Hammer started making the um. Do you know Hammer films? Yeah, really? the monster movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so before they really started with like the vampires and stuff, they had a series of um movies that were just about like people that were psychotic and murdering people.
0: Maniac, paranoiac. Um, so would it would would they would they tell the story of the murderers?
2: It would, would usually it would, would
0: you see them play out like you do in Halloween? It would usually be more of like an Agatha Christie type
2: thing, where who is the murderer kind of thing? Okay. But I mean, they would range from like really kind of tepid to pretty pretty graphic. I mean, some of the stuff, you know, Mario Bava.
1: That and that's what I was gonna bring up. We talked about um
2: what Twitch of the Death nerve or Bay of Blood.
1: Bay of Blood, right. We talked about that on the podcast at one point. That's one of the first ones that's like sixty nine or something like that. No, nah, right? seventy one, I think. Seventy one. Something but like that. But that's one of the first ones that really does the point of view killing,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah. Well, Peeping Tom, too, a little bit. But, you know, that's just, like, stylistic. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think so. Maybe, maybe Bay Blood is the first. I were mean, that's what
0: influences have... the first part of that movie. Were, were any of them commercially successful?
2: Uh, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre were pretty successful commercially. Yeah, I guess and that was... What 74? year was that? 74.
1: Yeah. Um, and Black Christmas was 74 psycho. as well.
2: Yes. I mean, Psycho. Psycho's, like, probably the first really, because Michael Powell directed Peeping Tom. Peeping Tom's, like, something that's gained notoriety and importance, like, I don't know, 30 years later. But Psycho, you know, is a pretty prominent, and I mean, Oscar winner, right, Psycho? That Didn't, I'm not sure about. Um, And that's, you know, thus, whatever, maniac, like, murdering people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a bunch of stuff, like a bunch of it, like uh, Italians, especially. There's a lot of Italian. Um, Giallo is the name of their what they call it, which means like yellow, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the reference, like, relevance of that is, but there's plenty of Giallos from like the late 60s throughout the 70s. Um, Argento, uh, Deep Red, like one of his first serial killer movies, is a couple years before this. Um, There's a movie called Torso by Sergio Martini that's about a guy like murdering women um, and taking their body parts. And that's like 74, I think, or something. Um, Bob Clark's Black Christmas is 74 as well, which is um, first person like killer at Christmas time, like in a sorority house, murdering people. But like this. So again, like this sets up the supernatural element, like the killer is unkillable himself. Um, that having sex is like punishable by death. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be right back. That there's a there's a girl who's vir- like you said, like virtuous that survives. I mean, like Scream does a good job of you know sort of. Yeah.
1: A lot of the things that Scream uses in those rules kind of comes from. A lot of it comes from this. Yeah.
2: And this really is like again like seventy eight through. Eighty six, eighty seven is, like, probably 100-plus, like, slasher movies that are all in some way, like, similar elements to this, hmm. including, like, the sequels to this and the Friday the 13th movies and a shitload of stuff from, like, Japan and Europe and Britain, like, all about the same thing or a similar idea and a lot of stuff, like, focused on holidays.
0: So does Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, does she make another appearance in the, in the well, series? In the, in the second well, one. Well, I know late, later she makes, yeah. in the, she the, comes only back.
1: The, only the second one, right? Up in, and then not until like H2O or something, right? But is that right? Yes,
0: I think it's H2O. Think that's right, yeah. So where does this sit in her career? Had she, this is her first movie, I think. She hadn't done a feature film
2: Mm-mm. before this? No, she's pretty young there. What did you say earlier? You looked it up. She was like nineteen or something. She
1: was twenty, or maybe actually, probably nineteen when she was filming.
2: Yeah. So, they basically retcon this entire franchise last year when um, Carpenter made like the true sequel to Halloween. Mm-hmm. In the in essence that like, I guess it. So one and two, Halloween two takes place minutes after the end of this movie because she's in the hospital, like, being taken to the hospital and Myers has, like, followed her there. Um, and that was Carpenter's way of, like, trying to wrap up, like, that story. And then everything else that came after it, I don't even know if he's involved in any of that stuff. It's just, like, franchise. Mm-hmm. Maybe as a producer or yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, he always has producer <laughs> credits on it just because of the rights issue. He's always a producer. Um,
2: But in the Halloween 2018 movie from last fall... um. It picks up whatever 20, 30 years later, with um Jamie Lee Curtis as a grown woman, like an old woman. And this is a John Carpenter movie. Yeah, and it's I think Carpenter directed it. Yeah, and it's um, uh, it's it's amazing. Like it's really good.
0: Mm. Did
2: Carpenter mm. direct it? Uh, I can't remember now. I feel like I don't. I want
1: to say it was, or did Danny McBride just write it?
0: Uh, I gotta look it up now. So I could just skip the rest of the series and, yeah, and watch she, the one sh- from last year.
1: <laughs> she, uh... Oh, she, yeah, he hasn't
2: directed anything since
1: 2010. Yeah, he's, he's... I think he's not in great health. Um, yeah, she was in Halloween 2 in 81, and then she's in H2O, which is 20 years later, in 98, and then uh, she's back in the one Frank's talking about, which is, uh, yeah, 2018. Oh. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Did you you like that, right? I loved it. I thought yeah, it was really okay.
2: good. Oh, he was executive producer and composer on it. Yeah. Um David Gordon Green, right? I should've remembered that.
1: Yeah, it was co written by Danny McBride, which is just weird, but
2: <clears throat> Um, it's a it's it it's a good like sequel to all of it. And I think I don't know if they're gonna make another one or not, but um, they made enough money,
1: they will. <clears throat> yeah, that was her first movie, though. Um, and it's really interesting <clears throat> because she's because Janet Lee. Um, that's Janet Lee was psycho. a psycho, right? Right, yeah. Um, so it's really interesting yeah. that her mother. Like is in Psycho and yeah,
0: yeah, kind of. And then Jamie Lee Curtis is in this. It's well, so odd. did I know you said that Carpenter had previous movies, but was this was this con- would would this have been considered uh, kind of a um, a what's the word that I'm looking for like. um would, would this have been considered a good job For Jamie Lee Curtis to take I mean she's starting out her acting career But she also had She also had Hollywood You know she was also born and raised in Hollywood So I would think that She would get op- Other opportunities To to be in Movies that weren't being produced Independently with a low budget So So mm. The budget's three hundred thousand dollars,
2: which is really small. Um, I don't know. I mean, I s- horror movies were pretty popular around this time, and so it probably was like a good chance for somebody like starting out. You know, mm-hmm. you got to break in somewhere. Yeah, like no matter what your aspirations are, um, Carpenter made two movies, and I think Assault and Precinct Thirteen was pretty profitable. Like, it was another movie that he made for really cheap and produced independently. And Carlton is the distribution company of that. And they were, like, a real studio. They just weren't, you know, like, a major studio in the way of, like, MGM or United Artists or whatever. And you had, you know, Donald Pleasance, who's an established actor. I mean, that dude had been in, like, probably, like, 30 movies before Halloween. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and, I mean, honestly, if you look at her filmography... She doesn't become what we know of Jamie Lee Curtis until '88. Like Ten years after this, and what what film is that? Fish Called Wanda. Oh yeah, you know, and then right. Blue Steel, My Girl, like True, True lies. lies, you know, all those kind of things. Like, I mean, she so she's really a very minor a great career. <laughs> yeah, you really look at well, it. Well,
0: right? I, so I think I think I've, I looked at that list. I think I've only seen two films now from that list, mm-hmm. which are. I might have seen fish called wanda but so i've seen halloween and i've seen christmas with the Cranks. right so she starts out (laughs) as a screen screen
1: like you know like with you know halloween the fall prom night halloween 2 um and then really the first big one like movie that i I don't know how it was at the time but trading places she's the female lead Mm. um in that but then after that, I mean, honestly, it's um yeah, Fish Called Wanda is like her next big movie. Um, and then she got her stuff like in My Girl. Yeah, it's it's really not a lot. Uh, I don't know why that is at all. So like she,
2: not like she wasn't working though.
1: No, she was working consistently. She just doesn't really have a lot of great. Movies to her, yeah. Some good movies, but not great movies
2: whatsoever. Fucking Mother's Boys, mm. that movie. Um, yeah. So the Halloween, the McBride ones are a trilogy. Mm. Um. So next year it's Halloween Kills is the title, and then in two years it's called Halloween Ends. Mm. So I guess um, that's gonna like be the end of the. Quintilogy I guess it would be Since it really only Acknowledges the first two Movies as being real
0: Is Danny McBride The guy from Eastbound
1: Yeah Yeah Yeah. Uh, So Frank Is this Is this his Best movie Uh, A horror movie Who Carpenter Like in terms of horror Pure horror
2: Are we not considering The Thing a horror movie
1: so you put the thing above this. Oh yeah. And what else? Anything
0: else?
2: I'm looking. Um, yeah, th- this is this is just as good as the thing. They're just different. I mean, I like the thing more, but Halloween is like a close second. Um, they live is more of a comedy than a horror movie. Com- sci-fi comedy, maybe. Sure. Um, They live with with, uh, Roddy Roddy Piper.
0: Piper. Yeah. Uh I don't remember that being very comedic.
2: It's got some quippy, like, one-liner stuff in it. I came to kick ass and chew gum, and I'm all out of gum. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's that, and a lot of it's, like, really, if you go back and watch it now, it's it's overdone, and I think it's overdone on purpose. Yeah. I don't think it's just the excess of the time. I think it was purposely a little tongue-in-cheek in the way that it's done
2: yeah I get that's if you just want to talk pure horror it's probably his best pure horror movie because the thing is kind of whatever sci-fi as well but he really only has this the fog uh, prince of darkness in the mouth of madness village of the damned vampires as like that's like straight horror in his filmography and all those movies are good Ghost of Mars is not good. I lied, but
0: everything uh, aside from that is, is at least decent. Who who's the uh, lead in In the Mouth of Madness? Is that Sam Neil? Sam yeah. Neil. Okay, yeah. That Sam fucking Dale movie. Sam Neil and
1: Eric. What's, I can't remember the villain's name in it or whatever. Eric Biedajian or something like that.
0: I, I always remember. wanted to see that movie. Jürgen Prochnow.
1: That Prochnow. That's yeah. I I was getting him confused with the other guy. The pop mark face. That's also not the guy. Edward James was, Olmos? Right, not Edward James <laughs> Olmos. <laughs> and not the other guy that was a heavy in all the 80s um, Best
2: pop-marks in the game. Danny Trejo?
1: No. There's somebody else I'm thinking of.
2: Oh, the guy from La Bamba? Maybe. Maybe. Who is that?
1: No, I'm thinking of like Beverly Hills Cop type guy like that was like a heavy all the time. Like... Worked muscle for, like, all the
0: bad guys. La Lou oh, Phillips, the isn't
1: Goonies. it? Oh, Goonies. One of the brothers with the Pop Mark face.
0: Or the guy who sings opera? Yes. Oh, right.
1: Yeah, him. So overall you enjoyed it, though? Like, for what it was?
0: Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um.
1: Do you feel you could have won the rest of your life? It's still been just as alright without seeing this movie.
0: I feel that way about most movies. There's not very many movies I feel like I need to see, but but yeah, it was it was it was good. I I I think I don't know when I'll when I'll go back to it and watch it again. But that's not. We were just talking a few minutes ago about how I haven't seen Get Shorty in 24 years. Right. Right. Let me so let me ask you this and question. I, and I really loved that movie when, the first time I saw it. As a just from like an aesthetic point of view, like
2: how do you feel about that movie feeling like fall? Like, does it make did it make you
0: feel like it was Halloween or yeah, yeah? I think so. I mean, except for the parents going out to dinner, uh, you know, they had some leaves flying past the camera a few times. So. <laughs> I mean, most of the most of the trees were. Still had all their leaves, but... Well, I mean, it was filmed
2: in California we looked up. Yeah. Which is crazy, considering that it, like, looks completely like the Midwest. I, mean, I don't know what the Midwest looks like, necessarily, but... It doesn't feel like it's a California-like town.
0: No, I... Th-
2: uh...
1: Especially the scene where she walks outside that you said that you'd seen before. Yeah. When she comes out of the house and goes over at and night. find their dead bodies, like they're like the winds blowing. There's yeah. Like you can hear leaves, you know. I think the sound design actually, if I went back and looked at it, I bet you the sound design helps a lot with like helping that and making it seem like it's all.
2: It's true. It's one of my like this and something wicked this way comes. And then there's an independent horror movie from early 90s, maybe late, 80, late, late 80s called Flesh Eater that was filmed in PA and it's got a really good like fall feel to it. The only claim to fame that movie has is the guy that's the zombie in the original Night of the Living Dead, like the, they're coming to get you Barbara, like that guy is the zombie in, in that movie, but it's a movie <laughs> in relative terms, but. Very very fall like like the color of the sky and the way that they film the trees and the corn and stuff. Maybe because it's from around here that it feels like more genuine to me. But I love those movies that can really capture. You know, like the feeling of a time of year. Oh um, Lady in White too does a really good job of that.
1: That's true. It does. Yeah. Like
2: that small town Halloween feel. So I love Halloween, one of my favorite horror movies ever.
1: Okay, so um, Mike, thanks for uh, showing up tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me over. Us. At some point we were talking the other night about um, potentially doing like a four-way first watch. If we can figure out like how to, what movie that is. Like with you, me mean and you Orion, and Frank.
0: A movie that we've all never seen. Yeah,
1: that we've all never seen. Um,
0: wow! Yeah.
1: yeah I don't it's gonna be hard. Frank was looking. It's like we're trying to find a few it's tough. movies that, like, he hasn't seen that like would be worth watching and not just bullshit. Frank's like, the
0: problem. I mean, we can get rid of Frank and do a three-way. <laughs> Ugh! <laughs> gonna gonna tear the clothes off Lindsay. That was a very inappropriate uh, line.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's something I certainly never caught before. Okay, so um, everyone, uh, next week we will be finishing up the uh, 1980s horror B-movies. With the year 1989, we'll also talk a little bit about that whole decade in retrospect now. Uh, And that'll probably be the last horror that we'll be doing for at least a little bit. I know that we have a lot of people, I think, that seem to exclusively download um, the horror episodes. So I hope you stick around, even if... um,
2: Until we do the Cronenberg list in like <laughs> the next week like the next week right <laughs> Right. I
1: mean, but they're not all horror movies it's true like Cronenberg has things only, other than only horror. three
2: Right. and if you think um, about the horror of man it's probably all five
1: but yeah and then we'll <laughs> right and then the next list after that probably has one or two horror directors on it but um <clears throat> we, we are moving away from horror if you look at the uh, the long term trajectory over the course of like the next like three months probably um, but I think we have some interesting things in store for the rest of the year and then in the new year we have a lot of um, a lot of ideas, so um, We'll be back next week and then I'll talk more next week about what we're gonna be planning for the future So thank you again for listening for downloading remember you can contact us uh, through Facebook on our Facebook page You can also contact us at twoguys5movies at gmail.com if you have any suggestions of your own Other than that, everybody have a good night and a good week.
2: Yep, thanks for listening.